Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, I have Randa McMinn. She is the CMO at Really, which is an awesome company. They're doing a lot in the real estate space, particularly around the transaction. And we talk deep really about understanding your customer and how you can be of service to them. How can you be of service to your customer? We then get into a little bit about managing creative teams. I really enjoyed this. I think it's a, a great one for anyone who's in the real estate space to really hear you know, Randa's wealth of experience and take those lessons and apply them to their own business. All right, sit back and enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I'm sitting with Randa McMinn. She is the CMO at Really. I am excited to get into this and hear her backstory. Randa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on and talk talk all things marketing, really. I know we spoke a little bit before we started recording, maybe getting into some data activation and some stuff around that, so I'm excited. But before we get into that, uh, give me, myself, and the listeners, really, the breakdown of how you know your career started and how you got to where you're at now at Really. Sure. So I, I spent the first seven years of my career or so in the ad agency world, which I always recommend for any marketing person starting out. That's a perfect place. You get exposure from the ideation all the way through production and analytics. It's a fantastic experience. That is honestly where, one, I did a ton of work on consumer packaged goods. I learned that I really enjoy building consumer brands, but I think it's also there where I absolutely fell in love with marketing, but really more so around research. I'll give you a quick story on that. So the Department of Human Services was one of my clients, and we always worked on a child abuse prevention campaign for them every year. This year, I'd ask, hey, can we update and do some more consumer research? It'd been years since we had done any research. And through that research, we found that neglect was actually the bigger problem and not child abuse. And the reason people were actually neglecting was because they were ashamed and embarrassed to ask for help. So we actually teamed up with the band REM, licensed out the song, Everybody Hurts, built this incredible campaign, giving the community permission to ask for help. And the results were incredible. Within the first four days, the helpline volumes increased by 4x. It was just incredible to see that one, if you understood consumer pain points and had an actual resolution to those, you can not only change consumer behavior, but really make a positive impact. And so I think I really was hooked at that point with marketing, with research, but also kind of always wanting to gravitate to that purpose-driven approach when it comes to marketing. So from the ad agency world, I actually was recruited into a real estate development company in Dallas. We were developing a private island in the Bahamas, uh, Ritz-Carlton residences in Mammoth Lakes. It was incredible. And then 2008 hit. And we lost all funding for those really cool projects. And so I was then asked to transition into retail, commercial real estate. So that really started my journey. The last 15 years or so have been focused on commercial, um, residential, B2B, B2C, B2B2C, kind of all things real estate and technology. But I'm super excited to be back at Really. So it's I've been here a year now focusing on the consumer side, which I really love. And I think also being aligned with a company who is, is primed to transform an industry that is absolutely ready to be disrupted, but also be a part of a company that is mission-driven and really focused on transforming the way that consumers are treated during the home purchase and, and sell process. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about that because 
the real estate industry, right? It's one of those things where it's moving forward. And I want to know about Realty's mission about how are you helping the consumer? What is the big differentiator there? Or what's the problem, you know, and then the solution that really is bringing to the table when it comes to, you know, those home buyers and sellers? Yeah, so I think the first thing is that the industry, the way that it currently operates has been operating under those same principles for decades and decades and decades. Agents have been awesome at bundling all the pain for consumers. You know, when you think about consumers that we don't want to be nickel and dime to death, right? So, so agents have said, okay, I'm going to bundle all the fees that go along with the real estate transaction. So you don't have to know exactly where your money is going. The sad part is that if you take a, the actual buy side, consumers are saving their entire life for this 20% down payment. What they don't know is that 10% of that down payment simply goes to, to customer acquisition fees for those service providers and also the broker commission. And so what we want to do at really is we want to actually vertically integrate all those services. So one customers have kind of a one-stop shop for all components of the actual real estate process, we only have to charge that customer acquisition cost once. Instead of this 20% fee load, we want to reduce that, right? So if you think of the 10% goes to commissions and, and acquisition fees, we want to cut that in half if we can. And how we do that is really, again, vertically integrating all the services. We have brokerage. We also have financing and lending. But I think the other challenge with the industry is really design a one-size-fits-all. As we know, humans are not one size fits all. Our financial backgrounds are not one size fits all. Our home requirements are not. So why in the world would all those service providers be one size fits all? And so what we have done is we've created a, a solution of products that really meet whatever your requirements are. If you don't have cash, we actually have a full cash offer program where you use our cash to buy the home. If you're trying to, to do two transactions at once, once I need to sell a house first before I can buy a house, we actually have a trade-in program. We'll buy your new house for you. We'll also we'll prep and sell your old house. So it is one of, as you probably know, one of the most stressful experiences in the world. I think there's divorce, childbirth, loss of a job, and then buying or selling a home. So we really want to reduce that stress. We want to make sure that when you buy a home or sell a home, um, the financing component of the actual paperwork, all of that is the least part of your concerns. Yeah, and that's getting down to the deep understanding of the customer pain point, right? And I know it's an anonymous quote, but it's this whole idea that we don't sell the drill, we sell the hole it creates. A lot of times, particularly in real estate, right? I will go and people, agents, brokerages, companies will go and they start talking about everything they do, but not the solution for the consumer. So I love how there is a solution for the real estate consumer. There's also something you've tapped into there that listeners, this might be something to consider as well in your own businesses, particularly in, in real estate where it's a large purchase, right? And for, I think that for 95% of Americans or some staggering statistic, it's their biggest purchase. But what nobody talks about is how a real estate commission in the traditional model is like your sixth biggest purchase. And the value, uh, there's also this pain point where the value is really a 20% down plus with a, a big split on commissions and all of these things that go in, you start to go, oh, you know, this value is not there because... I'm doing, as a consumer, I'm doing all the research myself. I'm going on Zillow. I'm actually find myself right. finding the properties and I don't have that concierge white glove service that's really helping me through this whole process at a service level which matches the price I'm paying, right? So I, I love that when companies like really come into the space and are saying like, okay, we acknowledge that's a, fr a, that's a frustration from the consumer, um, 
but we also got all of these solutions, right? To come on. So I love that. And I think that's uh, for anyone listening. It's just really start thinking about what are your customer pain points and how you can be a solution to them. You're not going to lose doing that. So in the world of the pain points, and I think that's as marketers, right? That is our job. The agents have done an awesome job of hiding the pain, right? So now as marketers, we actually have to reveal that pain, reframe it, visualize it, like literally, you know, showcasing when you're doing, you know, a showing you have to, if you, especially if you have children at home, right? How many times do you have to have that house clean and how, how many times have I get my kids out of the house? And, and so I think it's those types of things, the storytelling that we as marketers have to do to, to bring those pain points to life as well. We have to stop sweeping things under the rug and treating our customers like idiots. And that's, that's just right. an, that's just a marketing wide thing. So many, I've been in boardroom after boardroom where they're like, oh, they won't notice. I'm like, the customer is not an idiot. <laughs> okay. That's just a good rule for life. Like they might put up with some stuff because they just want the product. Um, that's right. But it's like your customer ain't an idiot. So if we frame from there, okay, great. Now, how do we actually fall in love with our customer and fall in love with trying to solve their problem? And that's why I love when companies come to the forefront and try to do that. Now, building off that a little bit, right? That's great to have that in place and to have these solutions. But what have you done it really to get more people in the funnel and get more people to hear about the company and say, okay, hey, yeah, I'm going to go this route. What do those marketing channels and strategies look like? Yeah. So I think, you know, understanding which channels work best where they are in the journey. So you talked about, it's a, it's a really long process. Ironically, we're a B2C business, but we really operate like a B2B. And so a lot of our transactions are quite large, obviously. They're very technical, extremely complex, and it takes a long time. It could be three months, it could be six months, depending on that process. And so what we want to do is make sure we understand which channels serve the customer where they are in that journey. If they're just in discovery, which ones do they like to engage with? If they're now ready to start to do some research and compare which channels work best. For us, we're a tech company, high touch, but high tech. Digital is where we want to be. However, we are competing with the local traditional agent. We have our own agents on staff as well. So we still have to do that grassroots marketing, kind of the bottoms up and the tops down. But I think the big thing that I've really had our team focus on in the past year, and you mentioned it at the start, is is data activation and optimization. Really around key areas of, of how we operate one specifically around price. I think a lot of companies don't do their due diligence when it comes to the pricing strategy and pricing theories. And so what we did is we did a robust um, conjoint study last fall. And from that, we actually developed what's called a a value-based pricing strategy. We launched that in May. And what that does is it actually allows us to align our pricing with how consumers perceive the value of our solutions. So from a business standpoint, we make sure that we're not leaving money on the table or we're not charging too much. So then that, you know, the higher the price goes, the the more that the value actually starts to decrease. And we actually now know what that range is. And so as we tend to kind of grow different solutions, we know kind of where our consumers fall from a valuation standpoint. But I think also we did a good, better, best pricing approach to like tech or, or SaaS companies do. And what that does is that allows us to upsell depending on where the customer is. If they're like, hey, I want to sell super fast. So we have this cash offer program. But if they can't afford that price point, you know, we can decrease the barrier of entry by offering a lower price point for our solutions. Again, kind of going back to the philosophy of of it's not a one size fits all. I think also understanding, working closely with our CFO, understanding the unit economics from a lifetime value standpoint for our customer, 
which customer generates the most revenue for us. That should really be our primary focus from a targeting standpoint. Which markets, right, from a product market fit standpoint, which products have what we call ASP, average selling price. We attach mortgage, escrow, title from a business and unit economic standpoint that increases that transaction value. So which markets support that best? And then I think also understanding specifically the customer journey. What I love to work on with our BI team and our business ops team is the value of the micro conversions of the customer journey, right? The event data, which events actually are our proxies or indicators for us to say they have, if they do these three things, they have a higher probability to convert to a transaction. From a marketing mm. standpoint, we optimize our acquisition efforts around those three events versus trying to optimize around all 12. So for, I'll give you an example. If you have a, a customer who starts a loan application, but they don't finish, we can actually implement retargeting through Facebook that says, hey, don't forget to finish your loan application versus a generic retargeting messaging about really loans. Yeah, I love that too. Um, I, I love um, understanding where the consumer is in the process and then serving them the appropriate ad message. Like we use a technique called content bridging, right? So yep. what I want to do is if you're just in a discovery phase and you go, you're at a page that's all about discovery, we want to make sure that we're retargeting you to the next, you know, a, a piece of content that we think is down in the funnel that would be a good piece for you. Yep. Okay, great. Now, if you come to what do I need? How much do I need to save up for financing? Okay, great. Now we're going to move you on to the, okay, what are the steps to get pre-approved? Okay, great. Now I need to start moving people along. So the retargeting is so specific based on where they're at in the funnel, because we're like your point, if you're at a point where you already see these two, three data points and you want to make sure that you're giving them that appropriate message. When I'm already in the drive-thru at McDonald's, you don't need to sell me on getting there anymore. I need to know about, do, am I, do I want fries or not? Right? That's like right. it's <laughs> the data is there. I'm in the parking lot. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the parking lot. Exactly. I'm sold. Stop selling. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, businesses can learn from that too, to say, okay, what are the insights? Where is my customer on the journey? And what is that appropriate message? And what what is that appropriate message they need? And what's the appropriate message I need to be telling them too, to understand? Because in that comes too from listening, getting feedback, understanding the customer at that point, and not just assuming, right? I think that is so, so crucial. Now, when we look at, you know, you said at the start, building really a top-down and a bottom-up approach when it comes to getting consumers in, I think real estate is one of these fascinating spaces because you said it, right? You, You almost have to operate like a B2B. And the time between transactions is so large. So one of the things that I think real estate companies struggle with, and, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, is staying relevant between transactions so that they're ready the next time. I mean, if for a quick example, we were working with a massive real estate portal and they had an app and great, we're getting app downloads. And they said, oh, people use the app for two months and then they never open it again. I'm like, well, yeah, because they bought or sold a house. Like if I'm, if I just bought, I'm not going to come right. back to the app once I'm in my house. Like, and it's like, okay. And then we know that the average purchase, we look at a five to seven year window between purchases and real estate. How does really go about, you know, tastefully staying, I don't want to say even top of mind, but just getting to top of mind from time to time. You know, you don't have to be every day in, in, right. in a consumer's face, but what are you all doing to, you know, over that seven year window or five year window, whatever it may be, doing to stay in touch and, stay, you know, stay in front of that consumer? 
Great question. Um, and I think that's one thing that really is focused on is actually around the entire home ownership journey, not just the transaction. So yes, we started with the transaction because that's actually the most painful part of the process. A lot of companies started with discovery. We're not going to compete on the discovery side. They own that. That's great. So that's why we started with, with the actual transaction. But our goal is entirely the home ownership. And what happens, and I think that we have a lending and finance arm right now that actually helps helps us from a business standpoint monetize in between transactions through refi. Also, we want to launch HELOC, right? So home equity um, lines of credit. So when you need to you know, create a new roof, when you want to redo your bathroom, you can actually unlock the equity um, that you have in your home. I think the other thing we want to do is make consumers understand that this is a financial investment, your biggest and greatest financial investment. It's not just a home. So how can we help you actually grow that investment? We know that the last time you put a roof on or perhaps your, your HVAC is old and needs to be redone, new windows for home efficiencies. Those are the types of things that we want to actually be an ally and a partner with you on that homeowner journey. Um, and then I think the other thing is lifestyle, understanding like what the actual pain points of, of home ownership, COVID um, has, has completely turned, you know, our needs of home upside down. So how can you actually change the space, organize, I think providing that type of content and insight and stories um, to help consumers understand that we really are an ally and a partner in the entire home ownership journey, not just the start and finish. That is huge. And that's something that every business can think about. We think that we're helping people buy in this particular case, really, you know, helping people buy and sell real estate. No, you're what you're really doing is facilitating the journey of home ownership and those memories right. that are going to take place in that house. And oh, we're going to get excited about redoing the kitchen and then giving people that type of content is going to spark. Well, how do we get that 40 grand to redo the kitchen? Or, oh, OK, we need That's to right. refi. And now we're able to monetize alongside, right? So I love it for two things and some takeaways for other people. One, looking at what's your champion service, your hook service to get somebody into your ecosystem. So buying and selling the transaction, right? But then two, looking at auxiliary services and other problems that you can solve for your consumer while they're in your wheelhouse and monetizing them. So things like, you know, the natural... You look at real estate, it's a prime example. We have buying and selling a house, we have inspections, we have refinancing that might need to plug place. We have relocation services that might have to take place. There's all of these things that start to go, okay, how can we monetize at each point, right? And that is something that every company can look at right now and go, okay, what's my consumer journey? What are they trying to get done? And how can we maybe add in another service that they're already gonna need? And they're already like, you know, what do people do after they work with your business on the initial point? And then, okay, what can yeah. we monetize from there? I think that is beautiful for small business owners to be thinking about and marketers to understand when that consumer comes and uses and buys your product, it's for some grander plan, right? <laughs> and and to understand right. kind of the, that, right. understanding that plan just becomes so powerful from a marketer's perspective. Uh, so no, that's that's awesome. Now, what I want to do is I want to give, I guess, if I were to come up, right, and meet you, or if, I, if I, uh, somebody who's listening to this were to meet you, what is that elevator pitch for really? Like, what is that 30 seconds that when somebody stops listening to this, they're going to go and check out the website? The biggest elevator pitch is really is a one-stop shop. We are committed to making home ownership 
which includes buying, selling, financing, simple, affordable, and stress-free. And how we do that is by creating an end-to-end platform that is high-touch and high-tech. I love it. And I love the the high touch part because that's missing from a lot of high tech today. Randa, before I let you go, uh, let people know where they can connect with you online. Absolutely. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Randa McMinn. On, on LinkedIn, it's uh, R-A-N-D-A-M-C-M-I-N-N. Also, you can catch me at Really. It's Randa, R-A-N-D-A at Really, R-E-A-L-I.com. I will put links to both Really and Randa's LinkedIn in the show notes page. So you can all go down, click that link right now in your podcast app, head over and start checking out what they're doing and connect with Randa. Randa, thanks so much again for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jordan. Enjoyed it. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um,